Hello, listeners. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Two Hearts in a Pod, where Josie and I make HR and accounting fun. So we have a special guest in the studio today, Josie, don't we? Yes, we do. My dear friend, Debbie Dendinger. <laughs> and I can never say her last name right because I hard do my G's, but it's okay. So Debbie, welcome so much. Thank you for joining Two Hearts in a Pod today. Thank you, girls. It's a pleasure. Even though you can't say my name right, it's okay. <laughs> The listeners don't need to know that it took four takes and I still didn't get it right. <laughs> it's progress, not perfection. <laughs> you would think we've known each other now for a year and a half that, you know, I just knew your Deb, my juice girl. There so that, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So why don't you share with our listeners, Deb, what it is that you do? Oh, gosh. Where do I even start? <laughs> I really try to inspire people to live healthier lives. There's so many things that we can do that are simple and easy and affordable, but if we don't, or if we're not aware of what they are, then we can't do them. Um, I look at my kitchen, for instance, as a workplace for wellness because that's where it all starts for me. That's right. And today we're talking about wellness in the workplace. In a lot of places, it's your home. How many of you work from home? Many people, especially now. <laughs> That's right. So uh, wellness in the workplace, a lot of people consider it just health, right? But it's so many other things. It's physical health. It's mental health. And this month in May, it's uh, last month, it was uh, Mental Awareness Month. And it's also emotional health. Stress reduction. That's right. Physical movement. Um, and financial. Yes. Yuck. That's what, <laughs> that's what you have to deal with. <laughs> that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, those numbers. Hmm. <laughs> How in the past were your workplaces on health and wellness? So a lot of the places and the business owners that I work with don't have an actual wellness plan in place for their employees. And I find that when companies try to put a plan in place, those plans most of the times don't work in, from what I've seen, right? Why do you think that they're not I working? I feel like the employees are not educated enough on the actual wellness plans. Mm -hmm. They are not brought in to, um, I want to say, experience, right, the wellness they, employers don't give them the time that they need in order to put, to put those things in place. And that's, and that's a huge issue. Stop. Starts at the top. You know, because if, if, if employees don't have the time, then they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to work on it. Right. You right. Know? And healthy employees are your best employees. If they are feeling their best, then they're going to perform their best. But yet we expect them to, you know, work several hours a day without breaks or you know, what's even ideal is if a company can actually pay their employees paid time to work out. You know, if, what if they had a wellness facility in their corporation or in their office? It doesn't have to be anything even big. It could be a treadmill. 
but allow them time to, you know, do that if they want. Allow their walking time. That's right. Um, The research is out there, listeners, that healthy employees are going to have higher productivity, higher engagement, better company culture, and guess what? Lower turnover like we discussed last week. (laughs) That's correct. I've talked to a lot of employees and they said that they feel ashamed when these wellness plans are, are, you know, come into play. First of all, because they've never done it before. They're probably overweight. They're not used to healthy eating, healthy habits, healthy anything, right? And then companies expect them to just walk right in and do it. And sometimes they, they don't. Yeah, and there's a lot of definitions of what healthy really is. And if you don't have that defined, then people, they're just floundering. They really don't know. So there's a lot of definitions. Uh, Each individual has their own definition of what healthy really looks like. A lot of people think it's going to the doctor for your tests every year, but that's not wellness. That's not prevention. That's just early detection um, before it happens, you know, as it happens. So it's better to do, you know, just to take care of yourself along the way. But again, people don't realize what can they do. Right. You know how they're not educated. They're right. They're not educated. And most of the time, the wellness initiatives stay at the top. It doesn't trickle down to the lower um, employees, which is not good in my opinion. I think you really do have to give people a a reason why, what healthy looks like, number one. But but why is it so important? How will it affect their overall well-being how will it affect their future life how will it affect their quality of life now Uh, it's a big it's a big deal but I think if you know why if you understand what you know for instance food is you know that's my specialty is teaching people how to prepare healthier foods eat healthier foods what that looks like Um, it's about the education along the way if you know why why do I want to eat this way why do I want to because it's going to help my health and longevity um, I think we're told so much that genes are our destiny. You know, oh, my parents had this or, you know, my dad died of cancer when he was 57. He had a heart attack in his 30s. But that's not my destiny. I get some control over that. And it's what, you know, I do on a daily basis to take care of myself. But had I not known that and, and discovered that and learned that, I would have never, I wouldn't have known. I would have thought, oh, well, I'm going to get it anyway because, you know, that was his, that was what he had. So that is... Perfect, because there's only four things we really have control of. Our beliefs, our emotions, our actions, and our thoughts. So we have the choice to make positive actions to eat better. So how is it that, what is Juice Plus? Like, how does Juice Plus, how do you educate um leaders and individuals on eating healthier. What are some tips that you can give our listeners today, Deb? Well, Juice Plus is a piece of that puzzle. There's a lot that goes along with it. That's just a, a good foundation for people to start and to continue and carry on. But there, you know, you guys mentioned sleep is important. Mm-hmm. Um, stress reduction is important. Exercise is important. And nutrition is the thing I think that we lack the most 
um, because there's so much conflicting information out there about diets and there's always the latest fad and no matter it, they might call it something different, but it's in color in a different way, but it's still the same thing and it's not healthy. That is so true. And people focus on weight loss, but they don't, they don't focus on the health gain. So there's a, I can put you on a snicker bar diet. You'll lose weight if I restrict your calories, but does that mean you're going to be healthy and you're feeding your cells? No. And when you oh, don't, but that yeah. sounds really oh, no, good, but it's not good. <laughs> Stop teasing me. <laughs> but we want to feed ourselves. And then again, what you guys talked about in the very beginning, that has a, an impact on your mental health and on your emotional health is we don't really realize that what we feed our body is how our body is going to perform. And that's either going to be well or not so well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. two factors to consider, though, that I've seen also in the past is how to bring family into that equation, right, when there's a wellness um, plan in place, and also financially, how will it affect your employees at that time? Right. That's a good point because eating healthy is expensive. more. No, it actually costs less when you think about it because whenever you go on the plan that I talk about, which is a mostly whole food plant-based diet, it's so much less expensive. And then you can, you know, now it, it's so important that we learn that there's things that we can do as far as gardening goes. You know, a tower garden is a beautiful way for people to be able to grow their own fruits and veggies at home in a small space. We live in Florida, HOAs, right? You can't plant a garden in most HOAs, right. but yet you can put a tower garden on a small balcony and you can feed a family of four that way. And it's fun when kids get involved because when they grow their own food, they eat that food. And it's exciting to see that. So one of my favorite things is putting them in workplaces, but putting them in uh, preschools as well. Let these kids know from an early age that food doesn't come from the drive through window or public. <laughs> right? It's like you actually grow food. It's amazing. <laughs> That always it. reminds me of a video that I watched many, many years ago about a little girl. She went to a farm, and the mother says, what is that? And it was a chicken, but the little girl said, it's a chicken nugget. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. It's, it, oh. Yeah. But, Josie, the other important thing that you talked about was support. Yes. You know, because a lot of times our family does not support our healthy choices, Right. And family. Yeah, but it's not only that, right? It's like, okay, there's an initiative of work, and we're all going to be healthy. How does the employee translate that to the family? How does they explain it to the family and involve them on a day-to-day? -day? I'll give you an example on that. When my kids were younger, uh, I remember they came home and they first started talking about recycling years ago, oh, quite a few years ago. We talked about that yes. on Earth Day. Yes. And I, my kids came home and educated me about why it was so important to recycle. And at first I'm like, uh-oh, this sounds like a lot of work, but they were pretty insistent on it as well. So, um, you know, it, it's the same way. I think when we educate ourselves, now don't make the mistake I did 20 years ago when I first learned about all this and become the food police, because that's not a good thing either. <laughs> you know, you can't force anybody to do anything, but I think the best thing we can do is lead by example. 
Um, when we start to feel really good, then other people start to notice that. And when we start making those changes, our mental attitude gets better. Um, we, you know, we might choose to exercise more, drink more water. Then when we start making those changes, we notice we're getting better sleep. So it all kind of rolls in together. I know in my family, when I started to make the changes, uh, my husband noticed I felt a lot better than he did. And he won he didn't like that because I was going to outlive him. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say I'll be 65 in June and I feel awesome. amazing. I awesome. feel amazing. Congrats. Yeah. No medications, nothing. I mean, I don't go to the doctor for well, uh, sick visits. You know, it's just I take care of myself. And really, isn't that what we want to do is live long and die short? Yes. That's right. Yeah. I want to live long as healthy as I possibly can. I do not want to spend my time in a doctor's office as I age. Yes. That's awesome. I'd rather be doing podcasts. Of Woo! course. <laughs> Us too. We, we have so much fun doing this. So I worked, um, I, I have seen lots of things in different workplaces that I've, I've been at and affiliated with. And one of the biggest things that benefits packages offer is EAP, an EAP program, which is an employee assistance program. And unfortunately, I feel this is not as communicated uh, to the employees on how to, you know, what's really available there. And they feel it might get back to their employers and they don't, they get embarrassed and they don't want to use it. Use it, people. Use it. Use your EAP. It's absolutely free. So if you have a program, if you don't know you have a program, ask your employer if we they have an EAP. It is free of service. Normally, you can go three or five times. Um, and for anything, for your physical health, your mental and emotional health, or in your financial health. And this is completely confidential. It does completely. not get back to your employer. But unfortunately, I have seen participation rates so low. Yes. 10, 15% out of a company of 700 employees, 7,000 employees. It's, it's crazy. Yes. I, I know I used the EAP when I had it available to me. Did you ever work anywhere, Deb, that you had an EAP? I did not. I've always worked from home. So, Ooh, yeah. Lucky girl. But it's even available for people that work from home. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. matter the, the place of employment as long as it's available through your employer. Yeah. Um, and I did work for a couple companies. But that, another thing that I've been lucky enough to work with employers is they had unlimited sick. And the unlimited sick, the whole purpose of it was so the employee didn't have to worry about their preventive care and doctor appointments. They they weren't like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to take time off from my PTO to go to the doctor. They're not going to go to the doctor. They're not going to take care of themselves. And then it's a, a rolling thing. So it's important. Don't be afraid employers if you're listening to have that unlimited sick trust me i've had it seen it they will not take advantage of it now some might but such a small portion uh will take advantage of the unlimited sick so don't worry allow your employees to have preventive care so they don't 
you know, so they can be there for you and not get not get sick. Yep. Have either of you dealt with unlimited sick before? What are your thoughts on 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 employees taking advantage of that? I think they don't. Yeah, I think they don't. I think for me at least I, I give the employees the uh, employees should have the liberty to do many many things that they don't do today. They should have unlimited PTO. They should be able to set their own schedules. They should be able to do so many things because it'll get them to work better. Right. I agree. So Great. You talked about exercise. Is exercise a big part of, of what you educate? Yeah, that? of course it is. Exercise is important. We have to move. If we don't keep moving our body, it won't move. You yeah. know how it feels to sit in a chair all day long and you get up and you go, oh, I can hardly move. Oh, yeah. We don't need to do that. We need to get up and move around. Standing desks. If somebody can do that, that helps when you have a standing desk because you're, you're moving around. Um, even the little pedals underneath a desk that you can use. The little, they're like little teeny tiny exercise yes. bikes. <laughs> I was on a meeting with a client the other day and she had a background, but she felt like she was a little bit agitated. And I'm like, are you okay? She's like, oh, I'm on my exercise bike. Yes. I, I thought that was so awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's having the meeting with me, and she's exercising at the same time, multitasking. I thought that was great. I would fall off the bike. I don't know if I could talk. <laughs> well, you're not going to sit on it. You're just using your feet, so you just pedal it. Yeah. So it can be under your desk, and you're yeah, just pedaling just it under pedal. your desk. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be all day. It can only be, like, you know, take time out. Take 15 minutes every, I don't know, hour or so, and get your blood pumping. Yeah. Well, where does my pillow go that's under my desk? <laughs> you mean you, you go to sleep under your desk? <laughs> it's my rest for my feet to prop them up. So, so for companies that don't have an actual right. wellness in place right now, a yeah. wellness program in place, how do, do we get those employees? What can we tell them so they can start? Well, I one of the companies that I worked with did a wellness fair. Wellness fairs, it was fun. We called some of the vendors that we used, like we would call Juice Plus and we would call an exercise company and people would have the option and they would give the employees discounts, right? Well, when during the wellness uh, fair, I one of the things that I created was a program called Stepping Out with my company. Because my that particular company had seven offices throughout Virginia. And so I dedicated a wall. Everyone had a, a foot. And they turned in their miles every week to me. And we had prizes and recognition. And we had a really nice, um, not everyone got involved but what was nice is when you got when you you were walking to the next office well not literally but you know virtually you were walking to the next office and you got to meet someone that you normally wouldn't meet so we do an introduction and things of that nature so it was also getting to know other employees in the other offices um and at the end we all did a 5K together. So it was it was a ton of fun. I should post those pictures at the end of the 5K. 
Yeah, that would be fun, listeners. So, you know, you can get really creative when talking about some wellness challenges. Start with a survey in your office. What's going to get everyone you know, going. It yes, might include your employees in this yes. process, please. They're the ones that are going to participate yes. and they are the ones that, <laughs> you know, that we're doing this for. Right. Right. The other thing, make it practical. Some Because if some people don't stick with it in the long run, then it it's just a, a shot in the dark. It's like, it's a, a short window. So what, anything that we do, we need to try to, to encourage people to stay with it long term. You know, I say that about diets too. You get the fad diet, people lose the weight really quickly. Can they sustain that for the rest of their lives? No. So what happens? They balloon up twice as heavy right. as what they were before because it's not a sustainable way of eating and living. So that's a huge thing is you want to be sure that it's sustainable. And, you know, yes, weight loss might gr- look great, but on the inside you might be crazy unhealthy because thin in a coffin doesn't do anybody any good, right? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, are we talking about that Snickers diet? Yeah, that might be. Might be that <laughs> Snickers diet. <laughs> so some employers usually worry about the expense that a wellness program might bring to their company. Right? Right. So um, I found that, yes, there is an expense to it especially when you pay for gym memberships and when you have food available for your employees throughout the day for them to eat, when you have games for them for them to take 15 minutes out of their day and just play at a machine and forget about everything else. There is an expense to it, but there's a big, big benefit to the employee and the whole the organization as a whole, I think. To the employer as well, because when you have healthy employees, you have less sick days. So it costs less. Um, your insurance costs, you know, you're not paying out so much, your insurance company. So, you know, that's part of the, a big issue in our country now is that health care costs are so high, but it's because we're not taking care of people. We're, you know, we're a sick care system. We're not a health care system. We need to move into that's more good. empowering individuals to be able to take care of themselves. So when you think about it, it really isn't your employer's responsibility, the government's responsibility, your doctor's responsibility. It's nobody's responsibility but our own to take care of our own health. We just want to blame it on other people some of the times because we don't want to take that self-responsibility. And it's, it's taken a hard look at what our lifestyle habits are and really what is our quality of life? What do we want? I mean, I've seen so many people suffer needlessly with their health because they just are in this medical mill, so to speak. You know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a drug for symptoms, but let's get to the underlying cause. And I think a good wellness program in, uh, you know, teach people what is real wellness? What does that look like? And what are the benefits to each individual? You got to, you got to talk benefits. You can't talk, okay, I want you to do this, this, and this. What are those benefits going to be? Well, it's going to be, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to look better. I'm going to, you know, have a healthier lifestyle. I'm going to go to the doctor less often. My kids are going to be sick less because when your kids are sick and you're working, especially, and I want to say working, working moms, I know there's dads out there too that do it. But when your child is sick, you usually have to take off work to take care of that child. Mm-hmm. So it's and a you family get sick as well. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a family thing, but again, it's not an overnight thing. You know, that's this health continuum. It doesn't happen all at one time, but it is little changes over time can make a really big difference. And again, it all goes down to that educational part of it. If you can tell me why I want to do this for my body, then it's going to make a lot more sense than you need to do this, this, and this. 
I don't do well when people tell me what I have to do. <laughs> I want to know why do I want to do right. that? What are right. the benefits to me? Right, right. That's correct. Okay. So, um, so what are five little things to promote wellness if there's no wellness program in place? Okay. So, you know, first, what are your benefits? Educate your employees, right? You have to educate and make them aware of what the benefits that you have because I guarantee they don't. Lunch and learns would be a great way to do it. You know, as long as those are paid. Well, you know, it's time to budget wellness. <laughs> it's time to budget. Uh, we budget for uh, top talent. We budget, uh, you know, for bonuses and raises and Christmas parties and summer parties. And it's time to budget people for wellness. It's uh, prioritizing an employee's wellness is a must in essential benefits right now. It, it really, it really is, especially in the mental health uh, field. I mean, after two years of COVID, it is time to bring that compassion, empathy, and heart, right? And it starts at the top, right? I mean, the top leadership has to drive the employees to participate in Wellness Challenge. You know, there are so many different ways and that, like we talked about, starting a survey. What does the wellness look like for your employees? What interests them? Uh, what appeals to them? Okay, so one thing I want to add to that, because you mentioned up the last two years of COVID, mm -hmm. um, what's the one thing we haven't been focusing on? A healthy immune system, right? We haven't focused on a healthy immune system. We're focusing on everything around it, but not a healthy immune system. How do you get a healthy immune system? Every single thing we've been talking about today. So the ones that have had the worst trouble are the ones that have had the, what, comorbidities, the underlying health conditions. Well, let's get rid of those underlying health conditions, and we'll be a lot better off and right. with everything, not just that, but um, a healthy immune system is key. So we learned a lot today, right, on wellness in the workplace, uh, the importance of educating, supporting each other in what we need and leading by example. It's, it's all so important. So, hey, Deb, can you give our audience some tips on how they can get better, eat healthier? Yeah, I will. I, I think it starts um, in the mind. It's, it's a decision. Make a decision that I'm going to do better. I want to do better. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's a I mindset. Talk about it all yeah. The time. Yeah. I love it. Make that decision because once you make the decision, it's easier to make some of the change. Write down, right? We write down goals that we want for our business and for our finances, but are we writing our health goals down? What does that goal look like? You know, make it uh, instead of if you go to a vending machine or, you know, uh, pick water. Don't pick that soft drink. Pick water. Soft drinks are not uh, adding to your health. They're adding to your illness and disease. So think of change your mindset. What I have on the end of my fork, is that going to feed my body or is that going to hurt my body? Is it really going to feed those cells? So think about that. You know, try to um, be way more aware of those things. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You don't have to cut things out of your diet. Look at it as adding things. But what are you going to add? We're going to add more fruits and vegetables and plant foods because that's really what our body is designed to work on. 
um, you know, if you if you feel like you can't get enough, which I don't know anybody honestly that can, you know, Juice Plus might be a, an option for you. You know, give me a call. We can talk about that. Uh, also, exercising. You know, take a walk during your break, or maybe get to work a few minutes earlier and um, you know take a walk. Uh, a lot of people have dogs just so they can get exercise. They got to take those dogs out for a walk. Sitting outside, uh, you know, on your break for lunch, especially we live in Florida for crying out loud, you know, get outside, sit out there, eat your lunch, bring your lunch, you know, instead of you can save a lot of money not buying lunch out, bring a healthier lunch. That makes a big difference because then you know where your food comes from and you know what it is. And then surround yourself with a positive, like-minded community. We need, um, I think, to be surrounded by people that are uh, like thinkers that lift us up, that um, are positive. I think we need a spiritual community surrounding us, especially, you know, in this day and time, there's just a lot of things going on. There's been a lot of stress through, um, you know, COVID and people working in their home or not having a job or they're, they're worried. Let's get rid of that stress. Let's get rid of that worry. And let's surround ourselves with a lot of positive, like-minded people. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yes. Love that so much, Deb. Wow. Well, wellness in the workplace. Woo! That's a <laughs> lot of information there. So we are excited for next week's topic. I know you will, too, when we talk about onboarding and processes because Josie and I know how to make HR and accounting so fun. fun. Yes. So thank you for joining Two Hearts in a Pod, where we make HR and accounting fun. Cross your week, everyone.